pop on in as we enjoy Isis's incredible drive-by interviews. Hey everyone, it's new podcast time and I have someone very special today. He makes wine, which is something I've never covered before and know next to nothing about, so I guess we're all gonna learn together. So Wes, you work with Jay Wilkes, right? Yes, I am the uh, winemaker for Jay Wilkes, and I'm also sort of changing a little bit of my job title to being the consulting winemaker for the whole Miller Family Wine Company. So I'm moving from being specifically in charge of the entire process of making one brand to being part of a team that's going to be making wine for four different brands. That's really cool. How did you get into wine? Well, I think it was the alcohol. Wine just happens to be the most powerful fermented beverage without distillation. So for thousands of years, really, the strongest beverage you could drink on the planet Earth was grape wine, because grapes have more fermentable sugar than any other fruit on the planet. So I love the fact that wine, even though, you know, it's a challenge to make, it's a challenge to sell, it gets this respect. So when you talk about it, people really want to learn about it. Being someone who originally loved it, then my migraines got worse, I can't drink the reds. Is there a difference in the process between making a red and a white and a rosé? White wine and rosé are made the same way. You basically take the fresh grapes, you put them in a press, and you press the juice off and ferment the juice by itself. Red wine is produced by crushing the grapes and letting the skins and the juice sit as sort of a a mixture that we call must. And the wine ferments while it's still in contact with the skins, and then the skins basically give off the colors and the flavors that we associate with red wine. So red wine tends to be a little bit healthier, but it also, because the acidity is a little bit lower, it does require a little bit more additive to make sure that the wine is stable. And it also has histamines and it also has glycerin and glycerol that some people, my wife include, my wife has terrible chronic migraines and she can't drink red wine either. She finds that sparkling wine is the best for her because it has lower alcohol and has almost no sulfur dioxide and doesn't have a lot of the um, compounds in red wine that can cause headaches. That's interesting because I feel the same way about sparkling wine. As you and I were chatting a little bit earlier, you mentioned that you'd start off elsewhere. How do you go from being a teacher to learning about wine and becoming a winemaker? Well, it was mostly because of the family I was born in. Literally from the age of nine, I was being given very small uh, amounts of wine to evaluate, to taste, and to enjoy. So I certainly knew about wine as a young man. Then I went, uh, graduated from high school, went off to a university studied English literature and creative writing. And so obviously, because, you know, I wasn't going to basically make my money writing poetry and short fiction, I decided to go into teaching high school. So I taught high school English in Southern California for three years before going off and teaching community college English in uh, Northern Minnesota. In 1994, very end of 1994, I came back to Santa Barbara County and began my adventures in vineyard management. And then in 1996, started working with Brian Babcock at Babcock Vineyards as a cellar rat, which is just basically a wine intern where you, you know, roll barrels, pick grapes, get dirty. It was great. It's like being in a sandbox again, being five. I mean, what other job do you come home completely and totally covered in grape juice and your hands are dirty and your hair is sticky? It's it's one of these few things that we can do as modern humans that not only takes us back to basically doing the same thing that our ancestors were doing almost 10,000 years ago in Transcaucasia, in Armenia, in Azerbaijan and Georgia and that cradle of wine civilization, but you're making something authentic and you're making something that people derive pleasure from. I love to say that a bottle of wine is an investment to keep the people we love at table for an extra hour every day. But during COVID, what the heck, let's make it two hours because where do we have to go? That's a very fair point. I also saw something on the Jay Wilkes website about you possibly doing a TED Talk at some point. Is that going to happen? 
Well, I have. I did get invited to do an Esri talk, which is the Esri Institute in Redlands, California. Now, I went to the University of Redlands, so that got me the opportunity. I've been nominated to do a TED talk on the history of wine no fewer than seven times. So I'm still waiting for the TED folks to give me a ring so I can get down there and try out. I think I could really do a good job on that. And I love to talk about the history of wine because certainly it's something that we don't talk about. I also have uh, applied to do the same speech on drunk history because I find find it disappointing and ironic that one subject that has not been covered on drunk history is the history of intoxication. And I think everyone owes it to themselves to understand how important intoxication was to the development of Western culture. Makes sense to me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Wes. This has been such a pleasure. Cool. Can I uh, take 10 seconds to pitch my show? Of course. I do a show on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays called Day Drinking with Wes Hagen. It's on my Instagram live, Wes, W-E-S underscore Hagen, H-A-G-E-N. Or uh, go over and check out Facebook, J. Wilkes Wines, Santa Barbara. And Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 5 o'clock Pacific time. I do 15 minutes on one variety of wine and 15 minutes on some wine education topic. And we put them all over on our YouTube channel, J. Wilkes Wines and Miller Family Wine Company. So love for you to come over there and check it out and see what you like. You can always ask questions, and if you have an idea for a show, just let me know. I have watched. I can vouch. The shows are fascinating. Thank you. Thanks for riding along. I'll see you next time on ISIS's Incredible Drive-By Interviews. 